Hey guys, Liam Duggan here, captain of the Four Wheel Drive Podcast. We're driven by the Shelter Brewing Co. and are a part of Backchat Studios. You can support us on Patreon where you can get bonus content and episodes before everybody else. Head to patreon.com forward slash the Four Wheel Drive Podcast. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome back. This is the Four Wheel Drive Podcast driven by Shelter. I'm joined here by Ronnie Dale, my good friend. We've got the Shelter fridge behind us. Uh, Let It Ride, Southern River Band. That song is just sinking into my brain. It's getting better every time. Um, Start to hit us up on Instagram, please. We'd love your questions. You'll find us at the Four Wheel Drive Podcast and on YouTube, all episodes on Backchat. Ronnie, good to see you again, mate. Yeah, good to see you again. How you feeling? Oh, yeah, good, man. Good. There's a little bit of the lurgy going around, mate. You oh, avoided yeah. that, have you? Oh, I've kind of ran straight into it, but I'm, I'm managing it. Defeated it? Managing it, yeah. yeah very yeah. good. If you yeah. hear a little uh, <clears throat> or anything like that today, that's, that's... either Ronnie or myself just um, <laughs> sending that around the uh, the back of the throat. I think at the later end of your stage, but I'm, I'm pretty early on. Yeah, right. But okay. I'll be right. I'll be right. Yeah, we'll push through. Mate, today, planning a trip, trip planning, Yeah. all the ins and outs. We want to go from start to finish. Um pretty exciting sort of topic really because it's the one thing that as four-wheel drive enthusiasts people that love to get around in their in their utes in their trucks um even the thought of heading away um the juices juices get flowing yeah yeah so you're out there that's one thing planning it i sometimes think it's almost as exciting yeah it's a mission especially the big ones yeah 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 yeah. there's the, the process that you go through is i find and i haven't done too much big remote traveling but the stuff that I've done, I love mapping new areas and and seeing what's around and yep. points and of interest and getting people's opinion, looking at yep. Google Earth and looking at your maps and yeah, and then the surprise of when you actually get to the places that you haven't been before or yes, whatever it may be. Definitely. But, um, how do you generally start a trip? What 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 well, goes into getting going? Usually, I just turn the key and go. Nah, just kidding. Um, <laughs> Was that my joke? <laughs> <laughs> Very bad joke. No, bad joke. <laughs> that was your material. <laughs> so, um, so usually uh, it starts with a phone call, uh, discuss a place, uh, discuss different places, and then you narrow it down, and then you go to the pub. If this is a big meeting, you go to the pub. You call them Torbs? I uh, call Torbs or Harry. Harry likes oh, to yeah. meet at a pub. Yeah, uh, right. normally with Torbs, it's just a phone call, or yeah. he just finds out where I'm going, and he's like, <laughs> Meet you there. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So, I mean, that's that's where excitement starts. And, and like, if it's a big crew and it's a big trip, then you, you sort of like just catch up, talk about it. Sometimes we actually go out and just camp and then talk about that about yeah, the trip, right. you know. And it's got this different feel to it. Pre-trip to the to the main. Yeah, event. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's, it. it's actually a cool way of doing it, um, you know. And then then you don't have to worry about getting an Uber home because you're out in the bush. Yeah, yeah. Just sleep it off, drive yeah, home the next that's day. It. Perfect. <laughs> what are the tips on on getting started? For, say someone's yeah. doing their first big trip, they've never done one before. Take us through, like, go for as long as you want on this because it, it's so Ooh. open. But yeah, what, it's, what's yeah. the best way to go about it? It, it's all going to depend on where they want to go. Yep. So if you're going along the coast, there's going to be infrastructure everywhere. So it's just, you don't really have to look too much for where the major hospitals and police stations and things like that, because these are important on big trips. Yep. Not so much on small trips, because say if you go, if we go down to Wilbinga, which is our local area, we, we know that Lancelin has somewhat of a hospital thing. Um, you know, so something goes wrong. We got an idea of where everything is. Yep. But when you're in a foreign environment, and things go wrong that's you know panic can can sort of complicate things and if you don't know where anything is that's where the planning comes in and it's not just about that i mean this is that's like the worst case scenario but i'd just like to cover that because it it gets overlooked Um, most people overlook that it's like finding out where especially proper remote find out where runways are stations active stations mine sites yeah just knowing all those things in the back of your mind gives you comfort um, and you have an action plan if something goes wrong. You're not wasting time trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. Um, Always better to prepare for the worst, I suppose, when you're doing those more remote. Definitely. Just just to make sure that you yeah. you know that where because safety is. And- yeah, because you're relying on yourself yeah. and everyone, everyone with you. Yep. That, that's it. Yep. And and often, whoever plans a trip, everyone's looking to them. Yep. So, um, the other thing with planning a trip is a big convoy. Give people a task. So, for example... Um, Liam, you can bring all the electrical gear. I'll bring the mechanical tools and someone else will bring, you know, extra spare parts or yep. things like that. And how many cars are the same? Uh, make sure everyone has a service before because <laughs> your car might be fine, but if your mate's car breaks down, all of a sudden it's your problem too. You're all suffering, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So the, the, what you're going after there when you, the tips on starting a trip is check out where, I suppose, where your help is. Yeah. Especially well, for the remote areas. Yeah. I've probably gone around a little bit wrong with it. It's probably like, look at the places you want to go first. Yeah, yeah, Then yeah. look at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, But yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's sort of like, just look what's around. So say if you go on a Dalhousie Springs, which is in you know pretty much in the center of Australia. Yep. It's just work out like, okay, so, you know, nearest place is, is Mount Dare. Uh, they've got a runway. Um, they've got mechanics and things like that. So yep. it's first just aid, first aid. Yeah. Fuel normally comes with those places yes. as well. Fuel as well. Fuel's a big, a one. big one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Spe- yeah. Now, this is more talking remote trips, but I suppose that's where it's like, still part of the planning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I suppose for the for the lesser trips, you still you still go into a degree of planning. But yes, like you say, if you're going to a place that you know you've been there before, you're sticking by the coast. You're usually close to yeah. something or someone. Yeah. Um, one thing, when you're talking about stations and um, little communities that might be out, say, in the Pilbara, you're, you're way out in the middle of nowhere and, and there might be an Aboriginal community close by. How, you, how do you know about radio stations and, like, are you on Channel 40 because it's Highway Channel? Like- yeah, so usually um, I carry two radios. Uh, I have two mounted radios in my 79. In the Troop, you only got one mounted radio, but I have the handheld on 40. Yep. So I can list any roadworks, trucks. Most people are on Channel 40. Um, 
but in terms of channels for stations and things like that, uh, the only way you're going to find that as is actually by going there or contacting. And it's very hard to contact stations. So let's be realistic about that. It's sort right. of like Aboriginal community. Usually you have to call in advance, make sure they actually have fuel. Yep. Um, hey, I'm, I'm coming through around this time because you always got to get a window because yep. things go wrong. I don't know what's going to happen. Or yeah. thing, things go too right. You're like, wow, this place is really. awesome. Yeah. I'm going to stay here for an extra couple of days. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this this and, and just letting the community aware that you're coming and make sure that they actually have fuel. Yep. Because you could get somewhere and it's like well, we had no idea you had a convoy of twelve cars coming. Yeah. We need that diesel for our generators because that powers all the. Yeah. You know. Right. Yep. So there's certain situations there. Um, with the stations, um, <clears throat> it's also good to get the access to drive through. Now, some stations you don't really need the access because the road goes through the station. Yep. But you know it's just close the gate behind if it's closed or leave it open if it's already open just the general kind of stuff yep but planning wise i mean it can come down to like um how far are you going how much does a fuel cost i mean if you're on the, on the coast where's the best place to stop for fuel not all places have 24-hour fuel either not all places have petrol either yeah not all places have petrol either well, they'll have the opal which works fine but right. yeah but like a lot of places won't have enough petrol, maybe. Yep. But they'll have diesel. So there's there's a lot of things that need to be sorted out. And this is probably more for like the real remote. Yeah. Yep. The real remote stuff. There's permits as well. So you've got to plan for permits. Allow time for permits. Because if you... Um, if I wanted to do the canning stock route, and I, actually I wanted to do the canning stock route this year, but you need time to plan. There's a big planning process because yep. that, that is one of the most remote tracks in the world and the longest remote track in the world. Yeah, what is it, 1,700? Yeah, 16 to 1,700, yeah. Waluna to Halls Creek? Is that yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, to Wolf Creek, yeah. Yeah, uh, right. Or basically the... Halls Creek, yeah. Yeah, okay. So there's only one fuel stop on the way, which is uh, Jigalong. Oh, right, um, oh, yeah, yeah. Cotton Creek. So, yeah, you, that's a big planning pro- progress um, process. And um, if you've got vehicles in a convoy that have different types of fuel, you've got petrol and you've got diesel, that complicates things, you know. So the, some trips like that take a lot of planning. I had to cancel that trip because I haven't got my car ready and there's not enough time to plan for it. Yeah, right. Yep. So when I want to do the trip, it's still the same date, but I don't have enough time to plan it. Yep. So it would just be rushed and, you know. Which for a trip of that span you don't want to be no you don't want to rush it. it yeah and then like you you're not sure and you know you got to have the right there's per- another permits great, and another great tip there really in itself is don't rush you no don't rush your plan if you can sort of that's get it, out yeah. in front and, and make sure it's all ready to go especially for those more remote ones for sure get ahead. like i'd even suggest plan for that a year in advance because there's a lot of costs involved too like the fuel all the spare parts you know um the mods that you might need because not everyone will have the mods. You need a extended fuel, you know. So you need like a budget plan in place, but a lot of planning goes into those kind of trips, which I think we're going to get into more in the next episode with desert trips. Yep. But pl- planning in itself is like finding all the places you want to go to, but never, ever expect to see them all. That's one thing I want to stress. So say if you've got 10 places of interest, you're probably going to see about five of them. Yep. If you want to, if you want to spend ample time and look at it proper, yeah, you could probably rush it all, but take your time, do the five, come back another time, see yep. the other five. Good excuse to come back. Exactly. The voice from the skies just—he's uh, messaged in. I wasn't far off. One thousand eight hundred and fifty kilometers from Halls Creek to Waluna, Canning Stock Route. 
been a few people on there recently. I've uh, I've seen a few videos around of yes. um, of some some keen four wheel drivers heading out there and uh, risking it all. Yeah, there's been a few. Um, a mate of mine actually attempted it and they crashed into each other 20 k's into the trip. Joking. So they had to cancel it. Yeah. 20 k's in. Yeah, they were, they were around the corner and then it was a blind corner and then he had to stop. He had to slow right down. She ran up the back of him, pushed him into a tree. Oh no. So it pays to be careful too. Starting from the south? Starting from the south. 20 k's in. Luckily, 20 k's That's in. That's gut-wrenching. Because, uh, you know, my mate Harry, he had to go and, and do a car trail and pull him out. Oh, jeez, I feel for him. That's, yeah. um, <laughs> that hurts. That does hurt. Um, so places that you've been before versus places you've never been before. Obviously, a place that you've been before, planning a trip, not going to be as difficult. What what's your first thing you go to when you're planning a place that you've never been before? I don't know. Is there anywhere you haven't been? Oh yeah, there's plenty, plenty of places. Yeah, like like you would never see every place. Yeah. You know, like uh, in fact, just the other week I went to Broke Inlet and I've been trying to get there six times before, but it's been flooded or on fire or just closed. Right, right? seasonal closure. Finally got there. Seventh time lucky. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Finally got there and um, it was awesome. And I, I guess that, that's that's the thing. If you haven't been there before, I mean, how, how cool is it? You go to a new place and you're like, wow, yeah. I did not know this place existed. Yep. Or it's better than what my mate described, you know? Yep. Um, so uh, that, that's the excitement of going to a place you haven't been to before and then checking out the tracks. And But getting local information is 100% the best thing to do. Yep. Because that's when you find out about this little hut that's tucked away that not many people go and see um, that could make wicked photos at night when you're camping next to it. You know, the, f- yeah. the fire reflecting off the old ruin or something like that. Or just some hidden things in the bush, you know. Yeah. Or like a wicked camp. Because the thing is, if you don't know, you might go, all right, let's pull up stumps today. We'll let's camp here. Next morning, you go 100 meters down a down track and you're like, oh, we should have camped here instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that happens a lot if you're in the dark. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> go over that again. But you yeah. are. We all we all know you're. Uh, I suppose you're. You got a habit, really. Yeah, it's a, I, it's a I like to a, push. It's a filthy habit. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of local local knowledge, obviously, if you you know get to a local pub, pull up on the side of the street. What way? Well, which way is what? Um, always going to be the best way to go about entering a new place. You're, you operate the Garmin maps. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I use the Garmin, which has the HEMA map inside. Oh, you got so the HEMA map. Yeah, okay, got yeah. it. Yeah. So the Garmin uses the HEMA map, but also uses a topographical thing. Um, but I also use my phone as Google Maps as well. Yep. Um, I find that these days I rely less on, on my GPS than I used to. Yep. I don't know why. I can't explain Built it in. right now. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I like to know, always practice where north, south, east, west is. And I, yeah, and I right recommend on. that to everyone. So, you know, when you're driving around the city, uh, I know this is a bit off topic, but this is important for navigating out in the bush as well. You're driving in the city on your app, in your phone or on your car, in your infotainment system. When you're navigating on Google Maps, press the top button so north is always at the top. Yeah. Because navigating out in the bush, north is always at the top. And then that way you get used to it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, great. little tip. Um, Is that so when you... Jump on your maps, obviously you're not using your GPS as much. But how are you finding your points of interest for a new place? Is that like word of mouth, local knowledge? It's a bit of everything. Instagram's got everything on there now. YouTube's got everything on there now. But like, Yeah, I do find that Instagram is pretty good now. They don't quite show where it is. And I like to do that too because yeah, half okay. the fun is is trying to find a place. Yep. 
it's a reward. Like if, put it this way, if we all knew where all the places were, we could just simply go, boop, let's go here. Yep. Then it's a bit less exciting. It's cool to find places and those little hidden gems. So often if I do a video on YouTube, I will not give too much information on how to get to these little hidden locations because it's half the fun. Also, I don't want to upset the locals, um, especially the indigenous, if they've showed me a place and they've asked me, please don't yep. share exactly where it is, but they understand that I'm there to film. Yep. So in that manner of respect to the locals, uh, I will not show exactly where it is, but it's half the fun. Or you can go catch, catch up with the locals, have a chat to them. Yep. They love to chat. Yep. Yeah, I think that's, I suppose the, the new versus places you've been, the, half the adventure is just the, the new place. You're, ne, you're never going to know until you're there. No, you're that's, just, that's You're going right. to stumble across them as, you, as you're going and, and yep. you'll find those new places that you had no idea were actually, were actually around, which, is, which I think is half, half the fun, which I probably haven't done a lot of, to be honest. Like, the places that I've been... I'll give you a few pointers. Yeah, yeah <laughs> mate, I'll, I'll pick your brain later <laughs> yeah. on off air. But um, food... Food, yeah. We've had a question in the past episodes on how do you get away with a smaller fridge and all, all yeah. this sort of stuff. Like, How are you going about planning yeah. a trip with food? So food planning, um, if you go to a butcher, which I recommend, like support local butchers, uh, that's what I usually do. I'll ask for it to be cryovac'd. Yep. Because if you cryovac it, you can, pardon me, you can get an extra couple of days out of it. It, uh, it's, it's a, it makes a big difference sometimes. If you're at the supermarket because you don't have a choice of a local butcher, go to the back of the shelf because so, you know, the stuff at the back is usually has the longer expiry date. Yep. It's a bit like when we go buy milk, right? We always go, oh, there's the oh, one at the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah get a few yeah. extra days out of it. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's it. So that's definitely one thing. Like, Look at the expiry dates. That is the main thing. And then have a meal plan that we need to eat chicken within this time. We need to eat this yep. meal by that time. And have a bit of a food plan as well. What I also like to suggest to people as well when they plan a trip is plan, um, plan to cook as a group as often as you can because what it does is it gives you a break from cooking every single time. Yeah, right. Because when I first really got into camping, I was traveling a lot. We all were cooking at our own stations and it's kind of a bit antisocial as well. Whereas if everyone helps out and cooks and then the people that didn't cook, they clean. It, it kind of works really well. Yep. So you, 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 you kind of split the cooking. Uh, look, it can't always work because some people will have different dietary needs like, you know, it might be a celiac or a vegan yep. or a vegetarian. But in most cases, everyone will, you know, yep. will, will love Fine to have right. a lamb roast or yeah. a bit of pork crackle. What's your go-to for the group? Oh, used to be pork crackle, but I think I've eaten too much of that in my time. <laughs> I'm actually, actually loving the roast lamb in, in like the like the, the, the lamb cofters, you know, like with the... With the yogurt and oh, the yeah, mints yeah. and all that stuff, yeah, I like to make a bit of kerfuffle. Out yeah, of right. don't mind. Yeah. So you, uh, people mainly know me as the sausage man because I always bring sausages. sausages. Yeah, it's always sausages. <laughs> the sausage man. Yeah, if you, you ask my camera guys, it's always sausages. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, are you like fancy, fancy like the big fancy sausages? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yep. your simple beef eater. Yeah, they got to be jalapeno sausages or oh, right, eh? you know something a bit spicy. So I'm yeah. starting to get a bit of an idea of your fridge. It's not exactly uh, like you're not going budget inside there, are you? No, when it comes to meat, I don't go budget. Okay. Um, also, I might get a brisket and then slow cook it. Oh, that's, gee whiz. that's usually Harry's job. That's like a cheap cut. But um, look, I would go for like the gourmet sausages. Right. 
Yeah, it's got to taste good. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah, but you always find a jar of jalapenos right. in my fridge, and you always find chili sauce in my I, fridge. Yeah, right, eh? Jalapenos, yeah, okay. Love my jalapenos. Are you just eating them like you're just snacking on them, or sometimes we do. We make snacking like a little jalapenos. cheese plate, you know, and we're just snacking on jalapenos. Jeez. <laughs> Not sure you're going to be finding them out on a remote uh, remote trip. So oh, when mate. you're planning, plan for jalapenos. Yeah, I got a few. I got a few funny stories out in there. We'll save that for the desert, you know. <laughs> trying try, try to run over three dunes to go to the toilet you only make over the first one that <laughs> <laughs> i feel like there could be some uh some extra cuts for that uh for that sort of conversation <laughs> um what equipment's not leaving your car then like planning and prep what do you know is always in there uh tire puncture repair kits uh, compressor um look if it's a portable one which we discussed in a previous episode definitely just keep that in the car. Yep. Just get a permanent mountain one. Um, spare filters, like your diesel filters, uh, fuel uh, air filters. Yep. Um, yeah, just all the, like my recovery gear always stays in the car. And I would say backup food. And I'm not really just saying like emergency food. It's more like just backup food. Like, you know, say the crew ate too many steaks one night or whatever then we'll, we'll have some noodles. Noodles are great because they last for ages or you get some of that canned meat and stuff. Yep. I don't like eating that stuff, but it's there in case. Yep. I feel like there's a bit of an art to planning the food it is. side of it, really. Cause it I, is an art. I, I, I haven't been that far off the beaten track for long enough to need to really worry. Yeah. But even so, I, I really struggle to, to nail it. Um, something always goes to waste, unfortunately. Or you always buy too much, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. then sometimes, sometimes you eat too much, or or something gets spoiled, right? Like the chicken is, is past its date. You're in the middle of nowhere. There's no way I'm feeding this chicken to everyone else. Yeah. Um. So that's where we have noodles tonight, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> noodles and sausages. Um. Or just don't tell them and just go for it. See how you go. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um. So convoy versus solo, we've spoken a little bit about it. Vastly different planning, yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, so the solo travel, which you've spoken about before, yeah, you love to do still every now and then. Yeah, I love to, to go solo every now and then. Um, How so do you feel safe? Um, that's probably, that, maybe I'll take it there. Maybe being naive? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, how do I feel safe? I don't really worry too much about, you know, safety. Um there's always a knife or an axe or a machete in the car somewhere. <laughs> Let's not go down that road. But I've always got those tools with me, so I'm not really worried. The thing is, picture yourself camping by yourself. You have a fire by yourself in an isolated area. Um, who's going to drive up to you seeing that you're camping by yourself? It, it's going to sing that this person is confident. Yeah. He's camping by himself. Uh, he's camping by himself? That's weird. I'm not going to go near this guy. Can probably wrestle. Yeah, 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 you know. So, yeah, we might be going out. A bit he's sitting there, he's like lamb roast with his hands and he's just... Gnawing, gnawing on the, um, what you, the, the leg leg bone or whatever. Uh, yeah. I, I suppose with, with that as well, I suppose with your knowledge of being out in the bush and, and being confident, that confidence would obviously correlate into if you get stuck, you, you feel confident enough to get yourself out of the position that you're in. 
you've got all the gear. Yeah. That comes into the planning as well, right? It's, yeah. Is making sure you're set up to, to, if you find yourself in a sticky situation, you, you're confident enough to get yourself out of it. Yeah, having the confidence that I'm going to get out of it definitely helps. But I think the backbone of that confidence is also knowing that, look, what if I can't get my car out? What if I can't fix the car because of this? I have enough water to last me X amount of days. I have enough food to last me this long. Let's just leave the car sitting on the track with the bonnet open and let's just set up a camp and just chill. And the worst thing that's going to happen is, you know, you know you're, you're off the grid, which is great, and you're just chilling. You're just waiting for help. There's nothing else you can do. Yep. Nothing else to worry about. People will find you when they find you. And usually that will happen within a space of a couple of days. Yep. So, yeah, especially if you're on like a busy track, it'll just be a matter of minutes, hours, a day maybe. Out in the middle of nowhere, yeah, that's where that canned food and the noodles and the extra water come, comes into itself. Yep. Stay with your car. Yep. That's, that's the main thing. Stay with your car. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that plenty of times. That rings true now. Yeah. Stay with your car. Definitely. I'd love to hear from some of the listeners and viewers around the food setup. I keep thinking back to it. You, we, we're moving on, but it's it just keeps... I, I'd love to hear how people go about that because... Yeah, definitely. It's... um. Yeah, it's got, it's got me beat still. Yeah, well, I mean, I used to do tag-alongs and the stuff you see people cook, you're like, wow, that's that's such a clever meal to, to, to bring. That's such a tasty meal that's simple. You know, like it's, it's so much to learn from other people when they, when you know, other people's food habits and what they cook and, yep. and what they eat. And you'll be surprised, like with just three ingredients, you can get a lot of tasty meals. So you don't really have to complicate too much about meals. So say for instance, like um, if I'm making this lamb thing and, and there's yogurt, there's mint, there's cucumber and there's, um, oh, what's it, parsley it's called. <laughs> if you don't have all those things, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You, you're going to get by, you're going to get a tasty meal. Throw a bit extra salt in, throw a bit extra, extra pepper in. Like I wouldn't worry too much about that. And a lot of the time, like fruit and veg, because we all worry about our meat, but the fruit and veg, like your capsicums, your tomatoes, they're getting like smashed by the, you know, yeah. you're, putting, you're pulling a shelter out, you're putting another one in, corrugations, you know, you're going to end Juice up with meals. The bottom of the fridge. Yeah, Ugh. where the side side things aren't going to last. Yep. So you make do with what you got. Yep. And I, I guess I just don't think about it too much, but when you get those meals and you've got all the ingredients there and you nail a meal out in a bush and you're really hungry, that's when the meals taste really good because you haven't had anything that tasteful for a while yeah. if you know what i mean um do you get craving for vegetables and fruit after a couple of days camping um yeah i mean i, I feel like i get cravings for that after like being away for from home f- for anything you know when, yeah. you, when you're away from home even if you're you're on a trip you're staying in a hotel you go and buy the steak the palmer yeah all the you know yeah. The stuff that tastes good and then you get home and all you want is a, a nice wholesome stir fry or something like that. Yeah, it's, um, like, it's like your body's like yeah, one of the nutrients. Absolutely, <laughs> you're just a, like a you know, a fresh cold apple or yeah. something like that. It's after funny a how simple things though. Everything just gets bruised in the fridge and um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do. I, don't, I never actually really thought about it, but there's certainly, um, you, you'd have a lot more, you, you must obviously. Oh mate. There's been there's been times like we we come out the other side of like a big trip right and it, and it could just be a big trip it doesn't have to be that remote and then like we're just sick of eating sausages and steaks yeah we go to the pub and everyone's ordering bloody salads yeah yeah <laughs> get the Caesar Ronnie Darling the Caesar salad at the pub yeah yeah I, we often do that in the round back corner so no one sees yeah, that. yeah yeah I would have thought yeah yeah <laughs> but one thing I want to add to to all the food actually by the way this is a very powerful 
powerful tip that you can use when you're in a convoy and it's a big trip buy extra chocolate buy extra coffee buy some of those things that you don't normally have like an extra packet of tim tams store it in the depths of your vehicle where it's not going <laughs> to melt when everyone starts to run short on all their cool stuff because people nail chocolate straight away you have a very <laughs> strong trading position oh right oh my god it is so good you can trade what's um what's some of the better trades that you've been a part of like like say um say beers oh, say you run out right. of beers but you got chocolate or say someone's got extra beers but they want chocolate yeah okay um or maybe someone's still got some whiskey or gin or you know um it could even be like apples <laughs> yeah because you want an <laughs> apple you're that apple yeah. but i've got chocolate you know so i, I always yeah. keep i shouldn't say this though but always keep something chocolate or something somewhere usually old gold or something they're real good oh, stuff right the quality yeah i'll wait for it to be on special of course yeah yeah well you have to because <laughs> you'd be a poor man if you were buying that stuff full price <laughs> yeah 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 that's uh it's taken an interesting turn here uh it's just planning a trip's just got onto food um yeah it's that's, gone, that's on, quite, gone to trading that's quite yeah on to trading <laughs> we've um, um ronnie's driving down the silk road trading apples and chocolate and <laughs> it's all happening I think uh, another thing with planning trips as, uh, as well is you want to not carry so much stuff. So convoy trip, you can, you know, like I said earlier, electrical, mechanical and the other things, extra tools, you know, the, the tools you don't normally use, that person has that. The, the, the jack, so two people have a different jack. So one has a high lift jack, one has a normal jack you use in a garage. No one else has to carry those. That's if you are really wanting to, to, you know, it's a big trip. You want to lower the weight on all the vehicles. You want to lower the burden on everyone. The more vehicles that are the same as well, you can share the spare parts. Yeah, of course. Yep. And, and start pattern on wheels and wheel size. That, that's another good one too. Yep. Yeah, right. Um, then that way you don't have to worry, oh, I've only got one spare. That's okay because you mate's got two spares. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, that, but you be eyeing that off all the time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> when you get to that rough country, it's like you'd yeah. be, I'd stick close to you, mate. Especially when you have a puncture. Yeah, like I, I'm down to nothing. <laughs> this is Ronnie Dale, Liam Duggan. This is the Four Wheel Drive Podcast, driven by Shelter. All right, mate. We'll we'll tie this up now, but take it from here. Where where are we planning a trip? This is what it's all about. Even yep. though we, we sidetracked a little bit to food. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, what, so, what are you going after? So at the beginning, we spoke a lot about safety, knowing where all this stuff is. Yep. That's all good and well, but everyone needs to, to carry stuff themselves. For example, if you're a solo traveler, you'll need either an EPIRB or a sat phone. One of those two. Or both, if you're that inclined. A snake bike kit, 100%. And also a fire extinguisher and a first aid kit. Do, those are non-negotiables. You've got to have those, especially as a solo traveler. Um, on top of that, if it's in a convoy, everyone must have a. Uh, <clears throat> on top of that, in a convoy, everyone must have a fire extinguisher. But everyone needs to know where it is too, because say if there's a vehicle fire over there, it's not going to do much good if you have to get yours and then run over there. It's good to just you need that vehicle, grab the fire extinguisher, put it yep. put it out if you can. Uh, snake bike kit one or two through the the convoy, depending on how big the convoy is because it's, you're going to be very unlucky if there's a six-car convoy and six people get nailed by a snake. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you, you might as well just turn around and go snake. home, mate. <laughs> um, when it comes to first aid kit, everyone needs to have one of those in the vehicle. Uh, they can be smaller ones, but there's got to be some big ones in there. Someone needs to be first aid trained as well. Yep. There's no point in having a first aid kit if you're not trained. I mean, 
you still use band-aids and splinters and things like that yep. but and then the the epurb and the sat phone um if someone has has the sat phone everyone must have the number everyone needs to give that number to family and friends so that's if they need to contact them because if something may have happened at home they would need to get in contact with you about they can go through your mate who has a sat phone um also uh the epurb where is it and who's it reg- registered to as well i think that ties up the trip planning yep the sat phone Jaden's just dropped something in yep a new life-saving iphone 14 feature Jaden, what's what do we got here uh, something new for the iPhone 14. I don't know. Samsung users, you might be out of luck. Um, Which is? But apparently... Who's got that? It can, Who's a Samsung guy? Oh, not me. I'm an Apple I, man. Yeah, I don't know who that is, mate. Uh, it's definitely yeah. not me. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so it's apparently a new iPhone 14 feature that connects out-of-range devices to emergency services in remote Australia. Right. Yeah, there you go. So something kind of... Maybe it works like a sat phone, but... How reliable is it? Not sure. Um, Jaden can't tell you, mate. It's just, just have an iPhone. yeah, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> um, yeah, it's emergency SOS via satellite, so it works the same as a sat phone. Something to look into, I suppose. Yeah, if, like, yeah. The, just know. something handy. Um, I've got a few mates that have the um, what's that thing that Elon Musk has got? The not Skynet because that's Terminator. <laughs> Rockets. Uh, no, like the 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 phone, the cellular connection all around the world. Um, I like anyway. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. But yeah, go yeah. on. Yeah, okay. We need to look up the name because I can't. Yeah. Once you hear it, you will go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that. Um. You know, Elon Musk is setting up all these satellites. Oh, um. Starlink. 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 Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Yep. So Starlink is becoming uh, quite reliable in, in Australia. Um. So I mean, that's that's another option. But you got to set up the whole shebang to to make the phone call. Yeah, so right. say if you roll over your car and you got your thing fixed to the roof, it's not going to help you out. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where the sat phone is still a good safety network. Yeah. You're with Ronnie Dale, Liam Duggan. This is the Forward Drive podcast driven by Shelter. Oh, it's just starting to get cold too, you know. Warm up the hands. Yep. Feet. Beautiful. It's around the fire pit, mate. Our yeah. favourite part of the podcast. Um, this is where I shut the laptop, mate. We get some questions from our listeners, our viewers, and we get the voice from the sky to ask them for us. Shutting the laptop, Jaden, it's yeah. all yours. G'day, boys. Um, well, I get our first question all the way from Chile. Oh, from Amatis R50. Uh, greetings from Chile. Any tips on travelling with a newborn baby less than a year old? Well, that is that's a very very good one. I'm so glad someone asked that question. Oh, have you got kids? No. Okay, I've got no input here. <laughs> I'm all ears though. <clears throat> so, with young kids, uh, I would suggest. Now, I'm not a uh, pediatrician or a doctor but i would suggest until your child is forward facing do not take him on corrugations because we all talk about you know if you shake a baby the brain's like an egg so corrugations i've experienced some of the most violent corrugations that i would not like to experience again i probably will one day uh if i took a baby down that i would be freaking out like, it just wouldn't happen. Right. It, they can get so violent, man. Like things can fall off your car, bits fall off, wheels get loose, you know. It's crazy. So, my suggestion would be do not bring, uh, do not take a child rear-facing until they're forward-facing uh, in, in a vehicle on any trip. That's got corrugations. There you go. I like yeah. the specifics around that. 
Yeah, it's very specific. Yeah, I don't want to freak too. Good. I don't want to freak good. people out too much. No, no. It just sounds like you've had a really bad corrugation experience. Oh, mate. So, um, one time when my wife Steph, she was seven months pregnant, we were down Marga River, and I ended up on this really tight track. I couldn't reverse out of it, and it was so rough. And she got those Braxton Hicks thing, right? It was it was our first first baby? Yeah, right. So yeah. all freaking Crazy. out. I was, I was freaking out. You know, I was yeah. like sweating and like freaking out you know i was like i've got to get her out of here and the faster i went the bumpier it got so it was a long slow process to get her you know back and then put her in the bath and then i was all good so you know no damage there um she's smarter than me so but that doesn't <laughs> say much but you know so there was no damage on the baby <laughs> um but in, in saying that like um traveling with, with with any children bring panadol or paracetamol bring nurofen because they're always going to have a bloody fever when you're camping. It always happens. And rather than drop everything and race to the bloody pharmacy, you, at least you can give them something, get the temperature down, and then you're freaking less out. What's the sleep? What's the sleeping arrangement there with a with a oh. almost newborn? Uh not good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, usually, not you, sleeping. If you if you've got a bigger tent, you can have a cot. So you need like a bigger tent. And then like, oh yeah, 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 true. Generally, put a cot in, especially like when they're like under a year. Like, um, like I said, I'm not a doctor or a pediatrician, but they keep like between the two kids that are that that we've had, the rules have changed. If they're laying face down or face up, you know, so just you know, just just be careful. Try and make it as homelike as possible. Yeah, I don't want to freak people out, but just just be very careful. You know, it's this is camping. It's it's uncontrolled environment. You're not at home. There's no hospital around the corner even if you're down on the beach. So um, just make sure you've got everything with you. <laughs> Spare nappies too. Otherwise you're going to lose your tea towels. All right, so our next question from Aussie Off-Roaders. Where do you do your research for remote travelling? Oh, I feel like we, um, like we kind of covered that. So research for remote traveling, like specific to the area, um, permits, all that stuff. So yep. I think I think we kind of cover that. Um, work out where it is you want to go, and then and then start there, and then ask around. Go to forums actually. Some forums will, will document the trip that I had. Yeah, they'll give you a rough idea of how many days they took to do it. But you'll find that some people took two weeks, other people took eight days, and then you go out there, you might knock it out in five days. So yep. don't rely on how many days say the old no great nomads took and don't rely on how long a family took with a camp trailer because they may have base camp somewhere and yeah yep. I, I like to use wiki camps just for anywhere oh, i'm going really because yeah. a lot of the time especially if you're going to a spot that is a designated sort of campsite and stuff there's normally the, the forum on there of and you know someone might have been there three days prior to when you're going to arrive yep. and you get an idea for the track they might have left a photo you can see how much water's across the, the track yeah, um, yeah. That, that seems to be a pretty good way, a pretty basic way of um, of getting some decent information. It's not always there, but I'm it's so, something that I yeah. use a lot. I'm so glad you brought that up because I, I use that all the time. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. yeah, And I mean, I don't leave anything for anyone else, which I probably should because it, it's quite beneficial when you get that information off someone. So, Neither do um, I, actually. Yeah. yeah. So I'd say... How selfish I was. Yeah, I know. For the users <laughs> that are doing that, thank you. And I apologise for not doing it myself. But WikiGans is a good one. Yeah. You'll find your nearest backpacker at any wiki location. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable from both of you. That's just poor form. Not leaving a a review. 
No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no. But you know, it's just bad form from yeah, all no, of us, isn't it? We'll, we'll, um, we'll join the bad form club. We'll, we'll have to be have to be updating it on um, any of our trips, eh? Hey? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, how how set up will I need to be for a trip through the Pilbara and Kimberley region from Blake Mott? Oh, you've been to Kimberley and through to Pilbara. Yep, yep. I haven't been. Uh, I've been a fair way off the blacktop there um i mean what my setup is is i think perfect for getting around there i'm not i'm not testing it out in the deepest water crossings but you know i've had the tires basically under before i've been fine um it's not a simple setup what you got you, you got a pretty kitted out yeah it's, it, it is quite good mm. and, I, and I'll, in saying that i was very comfortable up there um knew that my car was capable in most of the stuff that it offered. I mean, the, the beaches up near Broome are like highways. I still don't treat them like <laughs> highways because you'll, you'll, get un, you'll come unstuck, especially with the tides and all that. But don't park and leave it. <laughs> don't park and leave it. Certainly don't park and leave it. Um, that thing moves quick. But, yeah, I think something around, you know, with all respect, your car is too capable for some of the stuff that I've done in the Pilbara and Kimberley. So... It's, it's overs for what I need it for but I suppose when I've seen some of the stuff that you are doing it's, it depends where you want to go with it really isn't yeah, it like yeah. they, the Pilbara is one of my favourite places on this planet I think that is so overlooked too yeah so overlooked it's such a beautiful spot yeah. where the great man grew up actually I keep forgetting uh, forgetting that so he, he'd be one to attest to but yeah, it's I'll um, to ask him some questions too. yeah I mean I, I think yeah well what's your experience Jaden it's it's like no, I mean, similar to you. I mean, I love it up there. Yeah. It's just red dirt. It's not like super muddy or anything. Yeah. Not really like horrible stuff, but tyre puncture kit. Yeah. Like, mm. I think that's a must have. I yeah. think that's anywhere you're going, but definitely up there, there's just a lot of It is, a bit, of, it is yeah. a bit of an open question though too, because there is like remote uh, Pilbara, remote Kimberley, and then there's also, you know, like around Newman and we just go to Calgon Pool, which is like 30 yeah. k's out of town yeah. and stuff. Which so. that's a great, that's a good yeah. um, test run for... It is, yeah, like, you, you get some water. Um, you, you get a lot of water. You get a lot of water, which is good fun. You get some scaly stuff. You get that little challenge at the end yeah. of Calgon's Pool. Yeah. It's, um, that's a good little test run for... How cold's the water? Yeah. Holy fresh. crap. Good though when you got the fire. And what a spot. <laughs> that yeah, is unreal. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, but yeah, there's, good, there's variety out there, isn't there? There's a, a yeah. large range of... Yeah. The, the extreme to, to yeah. really basic. The Pilbara has everything. Like you got stuff that's close by, and you got stuff that's extremely remote. Yeah. Like the Canningstock route goes through the Pilbara. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it's like the Kimberley as well. I think I think the Pilbara is like the just as good as the Kimberley. Yeah. So yep. yeah. There you go. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's everything uh, in regards to the questions, boys. So that's a fire. We can put it back out. To, back to you lot. No worries. All right. Anything else, mate? You want to add? Planning the trip. Poor man, that springs yeah. to mind. Or I was making sure we answered that last question right because we got a bit. I got a bit wayward there. I think. I think. Yeah. 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 All good. Yeah. No worries. Well, let's wrap it up, mate. That's yeah. the uh, that's the four drive podcast driven by Shelter episode five done and dusted. You know where to find us. It's the four drive podcast on Instagram. Flick us a message. We'd love to hear from you on YouTube. You'll find us at Backchat. I'll fit us in. What was that one? German. Nice. <laughs> 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.